Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. It's that time of year again. New Year's resolutions, everyone's setting goals, everyone's all gung-ho to become the greatest version of themselves this year. Uh, and with COVID and everything, people are feeling like, man, I've got to turn things around quick. So they're really setting high goals. But there's one thing that almost everybody leaves out of their goal setting. I mean, they do a great job of, I want to accomplish this, 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 laying all the details out and everything. But I've always seen a common mistake when setting goals. And that is, they don't put enough pain in it. And this is what I mean. Because near, nearly all of us don't have emotional mastery, I mean, let's face it, emotions are things we don't talk about, we don't deal with, very few of us ever look at our past and the pain we've been through. We're all motivated by pain and shame. See, emotional mastery, when you have those skills, you don't need to hurt yourself to motivate yourself. Like right now, that's the human condition. We're really only like massively motivated when we're at a massive pain point. You know, a divorce, loss of a career or job, like things have to get terrible before we'll ever face a change, before we'll really go after something. Well, that's from a lack of emotional mastery. That's really what's called shame-based motivation. Well, that's how almost all of us pursue our goals, is from a fear of loss, a fear of I'm not good enough, or uh, you know, if I don't get this, something's wrong with me. So let's take advantage of that. Um, if you don't, if you're, you know, look, a lot of people just like, like I don't want to, I don't want to deal with my emotions. I don't want to deal with the pain. I had a woman the other day doing a breakthrough call. And we were talking about there's some pain in her childhood and she just, she wants to, she wants to find a solution that does anything but deal with that. And she's been to counseling. She's been, that's why she reached out to me. She's been to counseling. She's been to all the forums, all the gurus. And she was trying to find a solution because she knows that what I talk about is different. But when it came down to it, I'm like, well, there's only one solution. You have to gain emotional mastery over your pain. And she didn't want to go there. Well, that's okay. You know, sometimes we're just not ready. I wasn't ready many times in my life. So maybe you're in that place too. Don't shame yourself. You'll get there when, when you're ready, when the pain gets bad enough. You'll finally go, okay, it's time for emotional mastery. So if you're not there, then the secret to achieving your goals is setting consequences that create more pain for you. Meaning if you don't achieve this goal, you're going to suffer more pain than if you take the day off, than if you procrastinate, then, you know, it has to, so basically when you're sitting there pursuing your goals, whether it's a financial goal, it's a relationship goal, a parenting goal, a hobby goal, a weight loss goal, a fitness goal, whatever the goals are, if you don't set pain goals, if you're, if you don't have emotional mastery, if you don't set consequences that create more pain then the avoidance of pursuing that goal, you won't achieve your goal. And so let me give you some examples. Like I run a mastermind with um, a men's mastermind. And we just you know, started up the next section of it. 
And so, you know, they're, they're looking at making achievements financially in their careers, their relationship with their partners as a parent, and then in their personal growth. Well, I tell you, the creativity was great. Uh, one of the men came up with, he's, he, he's already written a check for $5,000 to send to OJ Simpson and he has to if he doesn't reach his goals in all of those areas in the next six months, he has to publicly show that check all over social media and mail it. Another one is because, you know, part of the mastermind is daily goals, weekly goals, you know, like the steps, because you can't just go, oh, I want to make more money. It's like, okay, so what's the next small, what's the smallest step I have to do on a daily basis to achieve that goal? Well, if he, every, you know, at every level of his goals, if he doesn't reach it, there's a financial consequence. And it, he just got divorced. And at the end of that six months, whatever that tally is, if he hasn't, you know, that 50 bucks here, 500 bucks here, 200 bucks there, whatever it is. And so whatever that total adds up to, he has to mail a check to his just divorced ex-wife. That's a pretty heavy motivator. Think of that. Say you are divorced and say you're a woman and you're getting alimony or you're a man, you're getting alimony or child support. What if you set, a, you set a consequence that you can't accept the payment this month? Think of that. You're laying on your couch and you're reaching for that Oreo cookie and you go, oh, wait a minute. Do I want the Oreo? And then I don't reach my weight loss goal. And that means when my ex sends me the check, I have to send it back. Actually, why don't I go for a run? <laughs> the last thing I'm going to do is not accept that check. You see, that's the secret to setting goals when you don't have emotional mastery. Is you have to put your you have to create a pain point that's worse than the avoidance of what of the small step to reach your goal. So let's talk about how to do that. First of all, like uh, you know, the goal setting process. It's not you, yes, you do want to set start off with a global goal of what you want to achieve in the certain areas of your life. But then you need to break that down into what are the monthly steps? What are the weekly steps? What are the daily steps? So that in each moment, what are you doing? Like, you know, as I, you know, one of the gentlemen, he was struggling with his relationship goals with his wife. And I said, well, here's a suggestion for you to build that deeper connection. One of your daily goals could be that you have to affirm her something you love about her whether it's the way she looks, the way she is as a mother, how she is in her career, you know, any aspect, whether it's her personality, her looks, whatever it is, but every day you're affirming her. Do you see how that would build the connection over six months? Also, at the end of each day, recognize one of her accomplishments. Just think of that. Think of the change in a relationship in six months because most, you know, they've been married a long time. And if you've been married a long time, those things go away. We stop noticing. Well, imagine the shift if you've been married 5, 10, 15, 20 years, and all of a sudden your partner just started noticing you again, how beautiful you are, how you know, manly you are, and how you take care of the family and all these different things. Well, your view of that person would change pretty quickly, wouldn't it? You'd feel a sense of connection. You know? So he had kind of broad goals of going on family vacations, dinner nights, but you need to filter it down even more. So 
what that does, and then you set a consequence. If I don't do this affirmation, what's the consequence? Well, he's a golfer. He's part of his personal goals, you know, hobby goals, is to play in a lot of tournaments. Well, one of his consequences is he has to give me one of his golf clubs. If he's not meeting, you know, if he's not following through on, you know, the process to achieve his goal, he has to play tournaments without certain golf clubs in his bag. Imagine that. So think of it. I'm going to go play in this tournament. It's important to me to play well. But man, the thought, so I'm sitting there on the couch, wait a minute, I got a tournament Sunday. If I don't affirm my wife, if I don't spend time with the kids, if I don't, if I don't, if I don't, man, I'm going to play it without my sandwich. Oh, there's no way because I want to win this tournament. Boom. You get up and motivate yourself. So that's the secret to achieving your goals. If you don't have emotional mastery, like as I teach, you know, the process in my book and what I discovered is there's a process where you don't have to inflict pain on yourself to motivate yourself. When you learn how to heal all the pain that all of us have been through and nearly all of us never face and we push down and go, oh, it's not bugging me anymore. Well, the proof is this. If you procrastinate, pain is in your life. If you talk down to yourself, pain is still in your life. If you're not reaching your full potential, emotion, you don't have emotional mastery. You're, you're still shaming yourself. Because if we don't pursue ourselves, if we're not actively engaging in um, achieving our greatest self, that's because shame is involved. Somewhere in our life, we were sent the message directly or indirectly, we have no worth. Because in that moment, when we have the choice to choose our worth, there's a message, there's a voice, there's most of it's a feeling. Ugh, I just don't want to do it. Well, that feeling is what's keeping you from your life, from the great marriage, from the great career, the comfortable finances, the hobbies, the trips, the security you want in your life. It's that feeling. And that feeling always, always ties back to a childhood moment that's never been addressed and overcome. And once that's faced and addressed, you no longer need pain to motivate yourself. That's how, that's what's groundbreaking about the process I developed is it can change society because right now the human species uses pain as a motivator. It doesn't have to, we can adapt. Neuroplasticity shows that, you know, neuroscience shows. We, as, as a species, we're not hardwired. We're not fixed. We can become anything. We just have to develop the neural pathways. And the way we develop neural pathways is with huge emotional shifts. That's what makes them, and a repeated firing of that emotion creates something called myelin. It's like an insulation that goes around the circuit. So you keep making, you know, think of this, an athlete, Tom Brady throwing a football. All right. The more and more he does it and he does it exactly right. Every time he does it right, it creates another, you know, there's a, a, a electrical charge that creates another wrap around that circuit in his brain and body, all the connections to throwing a football. It wraps more and more insulation. And the more and more insulation around that, the tighter the spiral, the more accurate. And that's with, you know, that goes to athletics, that goes to business, that goes to relationship, everything. The more we fire that correct response, the more hardwired it becomes. So if you're struggling meeting your goals, you're struggling with procrastination, what that means is you have a 
a neural pathway of shame, of myelin, of constantly firing those painful emotions that come up and you're stuck on that rut. And so you need to learn, one, how to unwrap all of that pain and start firing a new emotional chemical addiction, really, a new neural pathway to create myelin over here. And that's, that's how you become the greatest version of yourself, okay? So I want to give you some more tips on how to start, because I can't, you know, the emotional mastery aspect, that's my whole program, that's my book, that's, I don't have time in this podcast to go through all of that. But it's all throughout my videos. If you watch, you know, and read my book, it shows you the process. If you want to go deeper in it, I have a whole university program and that's what I work with my clients with. So I can walk you through that process and teach you how to start firing that. But at least for now, especially this, you know, this is really for those who are like, you know, Kenny, I hear it. You're right. I know I've got to deal with that stuff, but I just don't want to. I'm not ready for it. Um, or maybe, you know, there's a whole, most people really are like, what? There's no, my childhood was great. I don't know that. That's a bunch of hooey. Well, it's not true. Like I said, if you're ever procrastinating, that proves right there. If you aren't achieving yourself, then you're self-victimizing. And that's shame-based. When we go against ourselves, that means we have a shame core. And that has to be addressed. That's an emotional process. It's not a thing. You can't think your way out of that. Self-talk won't work. Positive messaging, none of that will work. It's a feeling process. There's a whole process to shift and heal that shame and create a new neural pathway. And so if you neglect emotional mastery, that's you know, the problem in, in your pursuit. And so many people are very successful, but their gaps and, you know, maybe they're making money, but their relationship is off or the relationship is great. The money is off all of those things, any aspect of your life that isn't working. That's always emotional mastery. And it's always a shame component. Some sort of pain in your life has not been addressed. And until that pain gets addressed, reworked and a whole new neural pathway built around, you know, um, advocating for yourself and choosing yourself and loving yourself and letting go of the past pain until you have that process, you'll never reach your full potential. So that's the secret to full potential, emotional mastery, nothing else. The science is overwhelming with that. So, but we're going to, I'm going to give you, for those who aren't quite ready for that, here are some simple tips that will help you. Like I said, the single greatest one is set a consequence. Now, consequences are, come in three main ways. We want to set a consequence that requires our time, our talent, or our treasure. All right? So this is when you set your goals, whatever area of your life, you can use any three of those. So time would be like for me, <laughs> I tell you, my first wife loved garage sailing. It was the worst experience of my life. I just could never understand why people want to go dig through other people's trash and pay for it. It just it was hell. So if I was going to consequence myself, if I were still married, I would have said, I'm going to spend a weekend garage sailing with my ex-wife. Like, oh my God, there is no way I'm going to do that. So I may be tired. I may be cranky. I may be whatever. But no, no, there isn't anything in the world that I will put off that puts me in a car for eight to 10 hours driving through garage sales. Hell no. 
I will put my, you know, I, I will not sacrifice my time at garage sales. So think through in your life, where do you just not want to sacrifice your time? The other thing would be your talent. All right. What is it you do? Are you a real estate agent? Are you a banker? Are you in mortgages, a lawyer? How are you going to give away your time to a cause that you don't want to give it to? Something you just like, I am so against this. So maybe you're a big, I don't know, uh, maybe you're on the left side of the spectrum and you're big on green stuff. Well, you're going to give it to anti-green stuff. You're going to donate your time, maybe even picketing with them and, and, and advocating for them, showing up at, at um, rallies, supporting their position and vice versa. If you're anti the green movement, you're going to go support them. Oh my God, can't do that, you know? Um, or, or like a talent, say you're a lawyer, so you're going to do pro bono work for the other side of the fence. Like that would drive you crazy. All right. So again, your time or your talent, something that you just don't want to do. And then there's the treasure, you know, and that can be donating to political parties. That can be donating to social causes. That can be giving to your ex-wife, all these different things. Who in the world is the last person you want to give money to or what cause? Those things that would just burn your soul or put you in a state of deprivation. Like, look, if I have to give up this money, I may not pay rent. Like you have to, and then you, you have to put yourself in that much pain, depending really on your shame and, and your lack of emotional mastery. You, you may need more pain to motivate you, but that's what, it requires. And then you have to hold yourself accountable. You have to let somebody else know that this is your plan. That's the other thing is most people do their goals in secret. And so if they blow it off, they're like, uh, they, they take that shame internal. They beat themselves up inside, but at least no one else knows about it. Well, that's the key. You have to declare your goals and hold, and share them with somebody so that they can hold you accountable and then show them, yep, here's where I did it. Here's where I didn't. That's what the mastermind is about. We're all holding each other accountable to this whole process. All right. <clears throat> so first thing is create pain. If you don't have emotional mastery, then your only solution is you have to create a consequence that has more pain than, than if you avoided the task, then your consequence needs to include your, in, include either your time, your talent, or your treasure. And you have to hold yourself accountable. All right. Now, here are some sentences, some questions you can ask yourself if you don't have emotional mastery and that shame core is eating you alive. Here are six or seven questions you can help to kick you. Even if the consequence isn't working, this can kick you in there. So this is one I use all the time. When you're in that really heavy shame place and you just don't want to do it, ask yourself this question. What's the smallest thing I can do in this moment to move me towards that? And when I mean, when I say small, I mean small. It could literally be, I'm just going to stand up. Like that's, that's a small step, right? I'm just going to read this one page. I'm just going to read this one sentence out of this book. Like really, really small. Give yourself just a little bit of achievement, like the smallest little thing to push that shame back. Okay. The next question you can ask yourself is, all right, 
I don't want to do this, but how much does this cost me? How much does it cost me financially by not pursuing these goals? Like if you look over your life and you've been putting this off forever, did you go through divorces, lose companies? Can you see, oh my God, if I had pursued this earlier, I could have made X amount more. My 401k could have this in it. How much does it cost me? What about in your relationship? Is there no sex, intimacy? Is there no connection, no safety and trust? How much does it cost you to keep putting off affirming your partner and doing things like this? How much does it cost you with your kids? Are you overworking, avoiding spending time with them? Are they now struggling with drugs, poor grades, whatever? Does it cost you that? And then the question becomes, how much guilt, anger, and shame do I have for not pursuing this earlier? And, I'm and am I willing to continue paying that cost? How much more will it cost me? How much more anger self-loathing, shame and guilt will I feel if I don't do this? Can I accept that cost? Most people, it's like, no, I can't. I can't accept that cost. The next thing is also remember <clears throat> when we're in that shame place of procrastination, generally we're feeling what's called learned helplessness. That's what happens to us. That's why we procrastinate. We learned as a child, we can't pursue our inherent worth, our greatness. And so we got squashed. And so we feel like we have no solution. So make two lists. And you could make, actually, it's a good idea to make these lists before you get into that learned helplessness place, before you get feeling powerless. Two lists. What can I control? What can't I control? All right? When you're in that learned helplessness place, most likely you're just focusing on what you can't control. And that's, that's all shame-based uh, self-loathing and, and all the messages, the pain from our past that hasn't been dealt with. And we get stuck on that neural pathway. We're just building more and more myelin around that. And it's becoming even more ingrained. We have to switch out of that. And so that's why it's a good time to do this list when you're not in that place. We have to switch over into what I can control. What I can control is whether I deal with this. What I can control is my actions in the next minute. What I can control are my thoughts, feelings, and behavior. I can do something about that. What I can control is who I say no to, who I say yes to. What I can control is whether I eat this or drink this. Like all the things in our life we have control over. So when you're spiraling out, you can look over at that what I can control list and you can, you can pick out some things from that to do. Now they may feel daunting. So you ask yourself, what's the smallest thing I can do in this moment to start doing one of those things on what I can control. The next question, when you're spiraling out, most likely you've dropped your self-love, your self-care because of that lack of emotional mastery. The shame core has pushed you down. You don't feel the worth, so you're not loving yourself. You're not taking care of yourself, whether that's the way you eat, exercise, sleep. Um, you're overworking. You're doing too much. You haven't put a plan in place to value yourself. And so again, this is a list you should prepare before you're in that shame place, all right? All the things that make you feel good about yourself, like I say all the time, that's why I'm so tan. I lay by the pool. I Just being in the sun is very good for me. I go for walks. I read. I love to get smarter about all this stuff. It makes me feel good about me. So self-care are things I can do for myself that don't require anybody else because, see, that's something I can control right? So let's say 
one of the things is you and your partner aren't very close intimate intimacy wise well self-care would be go get a massage it's healthy physical touch you would schedule that all right so make sure you have a self-care list for yourself Another aspect when we're in that shame place of powerlessness and procrastination, almost always it's because we're saying yes to things we want to say no to. So we need to ask ourselves, where am I giving myself away? What am I saying yes to that I want to say no to? And remember I talk about there are three criteria before we ever say yes to anyone or anything. The questions we always have to ask ourselves is one, will I keep score that I did this for them? Two, will I ever bring it up in the future that I did this for them and didn't get anything back? And three, will I resent them? If we think any of those things will happen, it is not kind. It is not loving. We've all been sold this shame-based, you know, false falsity that, oh, you're always supposed to do things for other people. Yet everyone on the planet is going, well, I did this for them and they didn't do this for me. That That's a manipulation. You didn't do it free, kind, and loving. You gave yourself away and you expected something in return, and that's why you're miserable. That's shame-based. That's lack of emotional mastery. And so look, at, look in your life. If you're in that procrastination, uh, lacking emotional mastery, it's because you said yes to something you want to say no to. So make a list of what you've been saying yes to that you need to start saying no to. Next question is, if we're over here, we've gone against our morals and values, our needs and wants, our negotiables and non-negotiables. Well, most people have never sat down and listed out what their morals and values are, what their needs and wants are, what their negotiables and non-negotiables are. Again, because of childhood, they were decided for us. And so you don't even have a compass to know what to say no to. And that's depleted you. That's why you're in that shame spiral and can't get motivated. So that's another part of the process. You have to, when you're in the good place, what is it you, what are your morals and values around finances, your career, your relationship, your hobbies, your parenting, every area of your life? That's your compass so that you don't say yes to things you want to say no to and you don't operate out of the pain from the past. The message is saying, oh, I can't like that. I can't do that. Well, that's why you're struggling because that pain from the past, the voice of that shame-based shame based voice saying you're a bad person if you actually do what matters to you is coming up. So you need to put that out. And finally, the magic question. Start each day with this magic question. I'm excited for me to blank, fill in the blank. So whatever it is you're looking to accomplish, instead of, you know, start creating that neural pathway that emotional mastery set of, I am going to achieve this today. So like, for instance, I needed a podcast guest a couple years ago and I needed somebody of stature. I didn't know anybody. I, there wasn't anyone I could think of and, and I had no solution to it. And so that's something I couldn't control. So I focused on what I could control. And so for a couple days, I'd wake up every day, man, I am so excited that somehow, some way, something's going to come across me where I'm going to find this podcast guest. I can't wait till it shows up. Well, in a random conversation, somebody just this idle sentence, I went, oh my God, do you know them? Oh yeah, well, I know. Boom. I was able to put it together. But see, if we're focusing in the shame-based, lack of emotional mastery, powerlessness, we'd miss that. 
the answer would have walked right by it. That's the value of emotional mastery. You don't miss it. You know the right questions to ask. You don't live in that, I don't have the worth, I don't have a solution, oh, poor me, it's never going to work out. You're always over here. See, I didn't need pain to motivate me. I knew the solution was over here because I've gone and worked on all of that pain. So that's it. That's your secret. If you aren't ready to pursue emotional mastery, then then really inflict pain on yourself. I have to be careful there. Not too much, but you get my point. Put consequences in place that are more painful than you taking the day off and not pursuing your goals. When you do that, you'll be able to motivate yourself. Now, if you truly want to reach your full potential in every area of your life, there's only one way to do that. Emotional mastery. Learn the skills, tools, and knowledge to go heal the pain and shame from the past. And when you do that, you don't have to motivate yourself with pain.